Once again, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. I sincerely hope you're having a lovely day. I'm certainly having a good one. I'm very excited about the stories I'm going to be bringing you today. First, we have new information coming out about a new case that has been prepared against a close associate and apparently a co-conspirator of Jeffrey Epstein's. This ties into J.P. Morgan Chase and that case down in the Virgin Islands. Big difference, though, this one's taking place right here in the United States of America. This could ensnare not only the man that is being charged, but it could also ensnare the entirety of J.P. Morgan and a lot of other very rich and powerful people people who abused children and trafficked them right alongside Jeffrey Epstein. Then we're going to be talking about the major wins taking place in Congress. It is essentially a dream team of conservative America first Republicans that have been placed on the House Oversight Committee. Some of these people you're going to be very familiar with, and I think that this is going to lead to some extremely important investigations in the coming term. And then finally, we're going to be discussing once again, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's classified document mishandling. We've got a new theory on exactly how and why this is taking place, and it looks like the mainstream media has gotten the green light to turn on Joe Biden, and boy, are they ever. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, because we will be right back after this. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. We're going to begin today with this brand new story coming out in regards to the Jeffrey Epstein situation. Now, somebody must have smelled blood in the water when that U.S. Virgin Islands court case against J.P. Morgan Chase popped up. Now, I don't know if that case is going to continue because, as you know, I've told you here on the channel before, the U.S. Virgin Islands attorney general was recently let go. Joe Biden, as soon as she brought these charges against J.P. Morgan Chase, Joe Biden flies to the Virgin Islands for his, quote, Christmas vacation. And then shortly after that, she loses her job. And by for all intents and purposes, she was doing a great job. It's just that she got a little too close to the sun, a little bit of Icarus action right there. And certainly the powers that be, the the elites of this world, they couldn't hang with it. But Now an ex-Barclays boss who had a close association with Jeffrey Epstein has been accused in court documents of actually witnessing Jeffrey Epstein abusing young women. Now, this is not a lawsuit in the Virgin Islands. This is a lawsuit in the United States of America, and it's been filed by a victim of Jeffrey Epstein against J.P. Morgan. Now, they allege that this man right here, Jess Stanley, who until not that long ago in 2021, He was the chief executive at Barclays Bank in November of 2021. He stepped away, and this was after a preliminary investigation had revealed uh, that was done by UK regulators to determine that he had a relationship with Epstein. So now he's been named in a lawsuit by one of Epstein's victims, and this is a very, very big deal. We know exactly what Jeffrey Epstein was into. We know the types of people that he associated with, so it doesn't surprise me that you have now this man, a very rich and powerful banker, being accused of actually witnessing Jeffrey Epstein committing these acts. I would imagine that there are probably hundreds of other people who engaged in acts just like this right alongside Jeffrey Epstein, and this is why we wanted to get Jeffrey Epstein's records out there. Not just the flight logs, but more specifically, the hundreds or rather thousands of hours of videotaped footage 
blackmail material that Jeffrey Epstein was was harvesting and using probably at the behest of the clowns in America and, of course, Israel's Mossad. Now, in this complaint, it's been filed in Manhattan federal court. The Guardian is the one reporting on this, but the victim of Epstein alleges that Staley knew about Epstein's trafficking of young women and he witnessed Epstein abusing them. It's one thing to see Jeffrey Epstein with a young woman and think, hmm, that doesn't look quite right. And it's another entirely to perhaps be in the same room with him or on the same plane witnessing as Jeffrey Epstein is sexually molesting an underage girl. Staley apparently was fully aware of Jeffrey Epstein's trafficking and the types of sexual abuse that he was committing on a daily basis. And again, this goes back to the case in the Virgin Islands against J.P. Morgan Chase. It was alleged by the attorney general that they knew full well what Jeffrey Epstein's business was. Now, what do we know about Staley? Well, she said that Staley would often visit Epstein and his homes, and this includes that massage room in his New York townhouse. Also, he was a frequent visitor to Epstein's private island in the U.S. Virgin Islands and a victim stash house property on Manhattan's Upper East Side. That means a home that Jeffrey Epstein did not live in, but where he kept women who were being trafficked. Oh, this guy, I think he is definitely in for a rude awakening. Now, from the complaint, Staley was a regular visitor of Epstein's and personally observed Jane Doe 1 as a sexual trafficking victim and abuse victim at times, including through his departure from J.P. Morgan in 2013. Now, going back to that case in the Virgin Islands, it sounds like Staley might have been Jeffrey Epstein's man at J.P. Morgan Chase before he was transferred over and somebody else started handling his business. I don't know if while he was working at Barclays, if Epstein was doing business with Barclays as well, but it looks like Staley got a taste for the wicked fruit that Jeffrey Epstein was putting on his plate. Now, continuing from the complaint, to be clear, during his years as a top executive at J.P. Morgan, Staley was not only one of Epstein's closest pals, but more importantly, he was a frequent visitor at Epstein's townhome, including that massage room. Staley met many of Epstein's trafficking victims, including Jane Doe 1. Staley visited the Epstein-owned victim stash house apartments at an address on the Upper East Side, and Staley personally observed the sexual abuse of young women, including Jane Doe 1. These actions were within the scope of Staley's employment at J.P. Morgan. So it sounds like Jeffrey Epstein and Staley were meeting up for business purposes, perhaps Staley visiting Jeffrey Epstein's private homes and while there conducting business on behalf of Chase Bank, witness Jeffrey Epstein receiving, you know what, in the massage room. Now, as a result of Staley's direct and actual knowledge of Epstein's sex trafficking venture, J.P. Morgan had direct and actual knowledge of Epstein's sex trafficking venture. This ties right in with what they said in the Virgin Islands. Staley's lawyer, of course, has declined to comment. He probably is getting paid a lot of money to keep as much information out of the press as possible. But in the past, he said, we wish to make it expressly clear that our client had no involvement in any of the alleged crimes committed by Mr. Epstein. Now, we know that Jeffrey, again, had every square inch of every one of his properties wired with cameras. So if that's true, then Staley would not have shown up on those images and videos of Jeffrey Epstein or his close associates molesting girls and trafficking them as well. Now, of course, J.P. Morgan is not commenting on this. I'm sure they were hoping everything would go away with the firing of that attorney general. But they have previously called on the court to dismiss the lawsuit. They want nothing more than to see this go away. They claimed that 
They didn't participate in or benefit from sex trafficking by their former client. Continuing, Jane Doe 1 is a survivor of Epstein's sexual abuse and she is entitled to justice, but she's filed meritless claims against the wrong party. That was a statement back in December. Now, in a separate court filing, the one I mentioned in the U.S. Virgin Islands, where they are apparently still pursuing their own case about J.P. Morgan accusing that bank of actually abetting and profiting from Epstein's trafficking, Daly, again, was accused of having such a profound relationship with Jeffrey Epstein that it could even suggest that Staley may have been involved in Epstein's sex trafficking operation. That is incredible and a very, very damning statement. Staley has his work cut out for him, as does his private attorney. Now, Staley initially developed this relationship with Jeffrey Epstein in 2000 when he was hired to lead J.P. Morgan's private bank, which, of course, handles very wealthy clients. Staley then stayed in contact with Epstein for seven years after Epstein was convicted of soliciting prostitution from a minor back in 2008. Now, again, that was a lower plea because they had him dead to rights on trafficking at that point as well. And then visited Epstein in Florida while he was still serving his sentence and on work release in 2009. Of course, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself in his New York jail cell back in 2019, where he was being held without bail on those sex trafficking charges he had been arrested for in the summer. He should have faced a trial in Manhattan court on federal crimes. And unlike back in Florida in 2008, there's no way Jeffrey was going to be able to make it out. That's, of course, why he had to die. The elites that he had blackmailed found it necessary to silence Jeffrey Epstein so that their names wouldn't come out. Well, unfortunately for Mr. Staley, his name has come out. And I can only hope that it leads to names of more individuals that participated in Epstein's sex trafficking operation and that abused young women. All right, and uh, the America First version of Kevin McCarthy keeps delivering as the house that he is overseeing has just added what is essentially a dream team of America First patriots to the House Oversight Committee. It's just been stacked with conservatives. So let's take a look. So let's see, who is going to be on this brand new House GOP-led oversight committee? Well, it's going to have Representatives Kelly Armstrong from North Dakota, Lauren Boebert from Colorado, Tim Burchette from Tennessee, Eric Burleson from Missouri, Byron Donalds from down here in Florida, Chuck Edwards from North Carolina, Russell Fry from South Carolina, Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia, Paul Gosar from Arizona, Nick Langworthy from New York, Jake LaTurner from Kansas, Gary Palmer from Alabama, Anna Paulina Luna, also from down here in Florida, Scott Perry from Pennsylvania, Lisa McLean from Michigan, Pete Sessions from Texas, and William Timmons, also from South Carolina. Now, after learning that she would be put back into a committee assignment, Lauren Boebert tweeted out, I'm honored to be joining the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability. It's going to be chaired by Representative James Comer. Now, all of these selections from the steering committee are going to have to be approved by a vote from the entire House Republican Conference, which typically approves the steering committee's recommendations. Uh, And I think that this time they actually will be fully approved. They're going to be able to push them through. And this is extremely important because as soon as it was obvious that Republicans were taking the House, the White House put out an announcement that they would not comply with any GOP House oversight requests until they officially took the majority control of the House. And now they have done that. And now we're getting people onto these committees. Now, again, this is even more important because James Comer overseeing the House Oversight Committee has 
has recently begun a parallel probe into Joe Biden's handling of all those classified documents and the many reports that we've gotten, which include several boxes of documents taken from the University of Pennsylvania Biden Center, from Joe Biden's garage, and also from his private library. Now, Green and Gosar are extremely exciting because they were both stripped of their committee assignments by Democrats during the previous session of Congress, the 117th Congress. In February of 2021, just a single month after she took office, they voted to remove MTG from all of her committee assignments because they said her tweets were too controversial. And then in November of 2021, they removed Gosar from his committee assignments, which included the Oversight Committee at that time, because he posted a controversial anime edited video to his Twitter account. I don't even remember what that is. But if we take a look at the social media profiles of anybody in Congress, you're going to see hot takes. And they should be allowed to put hot takes out because this is America, damn it. We have the right to free speech. It's the First Amendment for a reason. Now, along with investigating Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents, which, as we found in the last several days, he seems to have a penchant for doing, the House Oversight Committee has also pledged to investigate the Biden White House for a number of other things, including the ongoing border and fentanyl crises. We've had more illegal aliens cross into the United States under Joe Biden Biden's tenure than at any time in history. And of course, we have more people dying from Mexican fentanyl that is probably produced with Chinese Communist Party materials. We've also got the energy crisis. Thank God they're going to be looking into that. And of course, Joe Biden's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, where he essentially left $80 billion of brand new guns, munitions and uh, vehicles in Afghanistan so that the Taliban could take it over. We also, of course, should be very excited about the House Oversight Committee investigation into Hunter Biden's business dealings because that truly encompasses the entirety of the crimes committed by the Biden family, Joe Biden's brother, his son Hunter, and perhaps even his daughter Natalie. And then, of course, we have the origins of the coronavirus. And I think that it's safe to say that if they're able to get to the truth of all of these issues in this Congress, this will probably be the most important Congress of the modern age. Very excited about this, and I can't wait to see what business they get down to. It's time for investigations that result in criminal referrals and prosecutions. All right, and finally, I want to end this video discussing once more the subject of Joe Biden's current classified document investigation, or rather his mishandling of classified documents. Now, I've speculated on air a number of times that this could be part of a plot in the Democrat Party to simply remove Joe Biden from the equation, opening up the possibility that somebody else could become president or run for president in 2024. But Larry Johnson from the Gateway Pundit has a very interesting theory that I think holds just as much weight, and that could be that Hunter Biden is ratting out his father, Joe, in order to cut a deal. Now, we've seen in Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's communications from his laptop that they had a contentious relationship at best. I would harbor a guess and think that Hunter Biden's drug use and the problems he had in his life are probably due to the treatment he received from a creep like Joe as a child. Uh, now, we have no idea exactly what abuse could have taken place. We can certainly guess, but we don't have any hard evidence to point to it one way or the other. But we do know that Hunter was used by Joe Biden as a, a go-between, essentially sent out there into the world to drum up business for the Biden crime family. And I thought before the election 
of 2020, there's a possibility that Hunter Biden could have left his laptop at that Delaware repair shop because he thought that this could potentially stop Joe Biden's attempt to run for president and force him to take a back seat, which could then give Hunter Biden a little bit of rest and he would no longer have to be out there on the road acting as Joe Biden's emissary in his place as he remained in government. Now, Larry Johnson pointed out a couple of interesting things here. The discovery of these classified documents, we already know they were made by Joe Biden's assistants and personal attorneys. These are top secret and sensitive compartmentalized information, files that should have been left in a skiff. And Joe Biden knew exactly how to handle these classified documents. Now, It's also come out in recent days that Joe Biden has a history of mishandling classified documents just as this. There was a journalist who showed up at the White House to do an interview with Joe while they were in uh, Barack Obama's second term in office, if I'm not mistaken. And right there on his desk, Joe Biden had some of this sensitive compartmentalized information in plain view of the reporters. The reporters caught it and Joe didn't catch it. And when they were leaving, Joe Biden's assistant ran out and demanded that they delete the photos and not publish the story. Well, now the story is coming out because Joe Biden and his handling of these documents, it is the story. So what does Johnson say about Hunter? Well, these documents were, quote, discovered in early November 2022, officially before the midterm elections. But these are uh, discoveries that were supposedly made by lawyers that were working for Joe Biden. Uh, The other theory here is that it was the investigation by the Delaware prosecutor into Hunter Biden's illegal activity that actually precipitated the discovery of these documents. Now, they were discovered at document locations where Hunter Biden had full access. He could come and go at will. And we know that the home in Delaware was also Hunter Biden's official residence. He had that listed on his driver's license. And getting back to the idea of that investigation into Hunter Biden, that Delaware U.S. attorney could potentially be bringing very serious charges for some of that information that was contained on Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, We also know that there's no requirement for the Secret Service to keep a visitor's log for people that were coming and going with Hunter Biden. However, the very fact that he came and went at will and those documents were scattered all about the Biden residence leaves us to believe that perhaps Hunter Biden had access to those documents in a an intentional sort of way. Essentially, these documents were used by Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and the Biden crime family to determine who best Hunter could approach and what information could be used to better position them to get business or payoffs from these foreign dignitaries and 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 people in foreign governments, places like Ukraine, of course, places like Iran, places like China. Now, these documents were taken in the tail end of Joe Biden's time as president. And all of those countries that I mentioned, those are all places where Hunter Biden was used to secure deals. And we also know that Joe Biden directly benefited from those deals, despite his protestations and his claims on a number of occasions that he and Hunter never discussed his business dealings, that Joe never met with the business partners of Hunter Biden. However, the information that we received from that Hunter Biden laptop prove that Joe Biden is a liar. Now, Joe can say that he took these documents by mistake and he didn't mean to not secure them. And he can also claim again that he had no knowledge of Hunter's business dealings or that he had potential access to this classified material. But ignorance is no excuse under the law. Hunter might be able to buy some goodwill with the prosecutor in Delaware should he voluntarily let them know about the presence of these classified documents, which then 
it lends some credence to the idea that the subpoena to find these documents probably came sometime during the summer or at least prior to November of 2022, uh, which would be a reason for these lawyers to go in and actually search for classified documents. So is Joe Biden being made the patsy for Hunter Biden's crimes. Well, they've all committed crimes anyway. So as long as somebody goes to prison, I feel good about it. Now, this is getting even worse for Joe Biden because even now, CNN has finally turned on him and they're telling the truth as well. He has built his political career on promises of honesty, hard work, and a pledge that a family name means something. I give my word as a Biden. I give you my word as a Biden. But while Joe Biden swears by his name in politics, his son and two brothers spent years trying to benefit from the Biden name. It's all now the focus of a Republican-led congressional investigation. We want to know what the Biden administration is trying to hide from the American people and why they are not being transparent. Republican Congressman James Comer now chairs the House Oversight Committee and has set his sights on Joe Biden's son, Hunter, a mysterious laptop now in the hands of the FBI, and long-held conspiracy theories about President Joe Biden and what he does or doesn't know. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. Despite his denials, a CNN review of the laptop data, as well as other public material, shows that Joe Biden did interact with some of his son's associates while serving as vice president. Well, I wanted to play you the entirety of that CNN report, but my gosh, it goes on for another five minutes. They did not pull any punches. And from the looks of it, someone at CNN has given the green light for them to go after Joe Biden, Hunter, Frank and the whole gang in the Biden crime family. They showed evidence from the laptop, the same evidence we've been discussing and trying to raise awareness about since 2020 and that the FBI has known about since 2019. Is the FBI finally going to act on the information contained in that laptop? Are they going to be forced to act as a result of the Delaware prosecutor looking into the crimes of Hunter Biden specifically? Well, now that these documents have come out, now that places like CNN are actively reporting on the same stuff that we were called conspiracy theorists for, it sure appears as if it's open season on the Biden crime family. Jake Tapper also criticized Joe Biden on Sunday for his storage of classified documents in his Corvette. You can call it Garage Gate, maybe Vet Gate. And they also, in this report, were talking about the House GOP Oversight Committee's investigation of the Biden crime family and acknowledging that Joe Biden lied about his relationships and his meetings and his discussions with Hunter and his family about the business dealings. I am very shocked that CNN actually looked at a copy of the laptop. Looks like they took the Marco Polo watermarks off, though, and that they actually reported on it. We are entering into uncharted territory here, and it is one of the most exciting things I can possibly imagine. I've said it very recently, and I'm going to say it again. 2023 appears to be the year of the boomerang. Joe Biden and the Biden crime family shall now feel the pain. 
Well, my friends, I think that's all I've got for you today. I want to thank everyone for joining me. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this was another episode of Red Pill News. I may have another episode for you later on this evening. And then, of course, don't forget Badlands Media tonight with myself and Brad Getz on our Wednesday night program, Altered State, where we discuss the changing landscape of America and historically how we got here, but more importantly, how we can fight back. And then tomorrow at 1, I'll be back for another episode of Occam's Razor. So until that time, good luck, everyone, and God bless. Please hit that like button, and if you haven't subscribed, consider doing so. We'll talk to you soon.